Hi there everyone, good evening, Charlotte here from Enriching Environments and welcome to Top Tip Tuesday on Instagram Live, Tuesday the 17th of May and let's just wait a few moments for everyone to come on, hi there, hi, and this evening we are at the end of <clears throat> our, what was Ramadan and Aid um, sessions, our series on the Montessori sensitive periods. This week we are doing sensitive period number six um, of the Montessori sensitive periods and we are looking at the sensitive period for small objects. So this is the time our children are absolutely fascinated with small objects, the smallest details. And that's what we're going to dive into this evening. So, um, thank you so much for joining everyone who's here. And let us, um, where should we begin? Let's start with the basics for this sensitive period. So, um, the other, the six of the um, sensitive periods that as defined by Dr. Montessori, the original ones, some more have been added, but the original ones that she noted were <clears throat> movement, refinement of the senses, uh, language, order, the social aspects of life, and uh, small objects. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, hi, Harry. And so we are going to be covering small objects today. We've done the previous six in the four weeks of Ramadan, and then last week after Aid, and this is our sixth one. They are all available here on IGTV, on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes and all the other major pod, podcast platforms. You can search for Enriching Environments, the hashtag or the um, handle Enriching Environments on any of those platforms and you'll be able to find me <coughs> in whatever platform you would like. There's videos on YouTube and everything else is on audio. So let's dive in. The sensitive period for small objects is um, takes place between the age of one and three. So it's um, one of the ones that's transient. It's not for the whole period. It's just a shorter one. It's not for the whole naught to six um, period. And it can be quite a confusing sensitive period because as you will remember, when our children are babies, when they're little, they mouth everything. They put everything in our mouths, in their mouths. And this stage goes. It comes and then it goes. It goes to the stage where they explore everything with their mouth. And then that fades away again. And then you might have a shock because between the ages of one and three, they may be mouthing everything again. So don't worry, your child hasn't regressed. There's nothing wrong. It's that this <coughs> intensity for small objects will mean that they will be, um, hi Neda, they will be putting everything in their mouth again. And uh, hi Randa, um, but as I say, don't worry, don't fear. What is happening here is that they are then drawn to small objects and they put everything in their mouths because they're still really oral at this stage. So hi David. Um, so what you want to bear in mind in this age group between one and three is only giving them things that you're happy for them to put in their mouths. They're not, you're not going to be able to stop them at putting things in their mouths. So offer them things that you are happy in the home, that you are happy for them to put in their mouths because they are going to explore it. So obviously we've got to bear in mind the safety aspect of this, of what they're putting in their mouth. Um, but no, at the same time, the other truth in this is holding 
the knowledge that they will need to explore things for their mouths. They are going to be really, really interested in small objects. So it's our work is to get around that so the child is supported in the work that they need to do, but safely, of course. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, sorry, I have this silly cough that I had last week as well. Still. Um, so the sensitivity for small objects, this is a really interesting it's a really fun time for us as parents and it's quite a challenging time for us as parents because the fun piece of this is that this is when we really get to if we if we're able to we can intentionally step into our child's world we can see the world through their eyes so this means that when they stop to um, look at this tiny, tiny little rock that they found and study it and then put it in their pocket to keep it for later. Join them in that world. Observe what they're doing and be there in that moment with them. Ask to see as well, whatever it is they picked up, the little rock. Be interested in them. Follow their interests as passionately as they are. Um, and the other thing that we can do is the uh, uh, is that they're this is the time they're really really fascinated on on ants right and any of you who've had toddlers <coughs> will remember that what should have been a five minute walk will be a half hour will be a thirty minute walk with the toddler particularly in this um, stage of the uh, um, sensitivity for small objects because they need to stop and look at every single thing they will be able to watch ants for half an hour if you let them. And as much as is possible and is reasonable for us in our schedule, we should let them. This is, as I say, this is our opportunity to be in their world, to experience life in the, through their eyes, to experience the joy and the wonder of the world through the eyes of the toddler. And that's why this is, uh, the toddlers, you know, come back and I talk about toddlers every single session, but toddlers are my absolute favorite age group because we just get to see the magic in the world because everything is so new they are such um hungry and curious explorers that we can't help but um with a little bit of attention from our part and being in their world we can't help but um embody that same joy and enthusiasm that our toddlers have Um, and the challenging part <coughs> that goes hand in hand with um, this beautiful and fun part of looking at every single rock and every single ant and every single leaf and all these tiny, tiny details, the challenging part for us is to do exactly that, to slow down and really immerse ourselves in that, to allow ourselves that extra half an hour that we're going to need to get anywhere or to do anything, get anything done at all. Um, and for us to be really mindful and intentional about the time that we spend with them. You know, we'd go to the beach, for example. Um, this is a really funny example. We'd go to the beach with a toddler and we're looking at how incredible the view is and it's an absolutely stunning day and the wind is perfect and the sea is perfect and the sun is perfect and the beach is perfect. <coughs> and our toddler, who has a, this particular sensitivity to small objects, will be absolutely fascinated with the individual grains of sand or the tiny, tiny, tiniest, tiniest shells. They don't see the big picture, the toddlers. Toddlers are still egocentric and that means they can only see the world from their own perspective. And that's not a bad thing. That's where their brain is meant to be at that stage. That also explains why um, they can't share and they can't see things from other people's perspectives because literally their brain is not yet there 
And the magic in that is that they are right there in the present moment and they call for us to be in the present moment. We could go to the fanciest restaurant, the most beautiful gardens, the most beautiful beach, and the small objects, the small details is what our child will be interested in, not the big picture and the fancy furnishings or whatever it might be, wherever we are. What we are interested in um, <clears throat> is, is, is not even on the list for toddlers. So the gift we can give ourselves <coughs> is to be part of that world really really dive in with them and so it means slowing down our pace it means um really really watching really observing um dr Montessori calls us to be to observe our children like scientists and we can have that if we can bring that energy to that when we're with our toddler when we're with our child who's so intensely interested particularly our very young child so intensely interested in something can we stop our day for five minutes and if we have five minutes we have five minutes you know both working parents or you're a single parent you know five minutes 15 minutes might be all you have to be able to just be intentional because everything else is taken up with the day-to-day -day of um, work and and um, I get it I hear you I'm a single parent and the amount of things that need to be done every day just the function of parenting feels so um overwhelming at times the load of that that um there isn't the time to do the reading and the mindfulness and the uh, and the play the free play and all the things i'd love to do with the children so i get it we're leading really really busy lives but that if it's just the hi i'm everyone who's joining if it's just five minutes of being in our toddler's world and being able to sit on the path as they've sat down, sit next to them on that path and they've sat down and watching these ants walking along or collecting these little rocks or the leaves or whatever it is they're interested in. Being in part of being a part of their world teaches us so much and it's really humbling when we can come into that space, um, the world of a toddler <coughs> that's so different. Um, to ours and they have such a wonder and appreciation that we as adults have lost of course because we've got so many other pressures and stress and and and, and the realities of life um, so that's my invitation to you to see the fun and the magic in um, this uh, intense need to um, or this intense draw sorry to small objects to small items and also balance that with being able to dive fully into uh, their world to do whatever it is we need to do on ourselves our own inner work to be able to join our child in their world if you have any questions as we go through please do ask them mm. one of my notes i've put here is um our work is to allow the exploration, the exploration during this time, um, not interfere, allow <coughs> what is happening naturally to develop. And um, the reason that we that we must, wherever possible, not interfere, not interrupt, and allow this to um, unfold, allow a child to let their natural curiosity um, guide the exploration, is that there's so many skills going on when there is this sensitivity to small objects so of course we have um it's obviously you know fine motor is the first thing we think of with small objects because when they have to pick up that tiny speck of dust when they have to pick up that tiny little rock or shell or that grain of sand or 
<coughs> that tiny leaf on the pathway, they're going to be probably using their pincer grip, they're using um, fine motor skills, they're using concentration and um, patience, hand-eye coordination. So those skills are huge in this time. This is what's been developed um, in this time. So um, in terms of developmental perspective, this has huge, huge value. Um, they've moved uh, from, at this stage, from rolling and crawling, hi there, everyone who's joining, to now walking, probably walking roughly around the age of one. And with that new freedom that comes with walking is this really, really intense exploration of these small, uh, of these small objects. So allow it to happen. It's a natural... Um, it's a natural process and there's so many skills. It is of immense value. It is the work of a child in this age group um, to really uh, notice what's there. It's the observation is the first piece and then to be able to explore it in fullness. That's the real work of a toddler. And what else do we have? Um, yeah, we've said that, haven't we? The, the bigger picture isn't for toddlers, it's the small detail. Um, <clears throat> They're going to be putting things in their mouths again, as I said right at the beginning. Because this is fascination with small objects, mouthing things is going to come back for them. It's still a way that they explore the world and understand the world around them. So don't worry, your child hasn't had a regression if they start putting things in their mouth again during this intense period for small objects. It's entirely um, natural for them to do that. Just our work is to make sure that whatever they're putting in their mouths is, is safe. They will be putting things in their mouth. So just make sure that everything that they have access to, they're going to be able to. Well, one little tip of what we can do to support this sensitive period. When you go on a walk, um, take a little bag, a little fabric bag, um, or if you've got a little cute basket or something that your toddler can carry, in order to put their collections in because they're going to find their tiny little shells and they're going to find their rocks and their leaves and all the other things they find on the path or on their walk or on the beach and they want to collect them <coughs> and collecting things in the bag is a schema in itself is a, a developmental um, stage in the brain and then they're going to use their fine motor, their hand-eye coordination to pick it up and put it in the bag or the basket. And then when they come home, they're going to maybe want to sort it, take it all out and look at it again. And sorting and collecting, those are all mathematical concepts which are um, which lay a foundation for what's to come later in formal mathematics work over the age of four and five. So um, one tip is that whenever you are going out and about is to take a small little drawstring bag or a little bag that they can have on their shoulder or they like holding. Most toddlers love carrying a little bag. Um, so something like that so that then they can collect. You can say to them, oh, you can collect your bits and pieces in there. And um, so this can really, really extend um, their interest. And as I say, when they come home, they're going to want to take it all about out and have a look at it again. Um, I think that's everything for this um, stage's check. Um, yeah, they're just, so, uh, their bowels of observation, incredible. They'll notice the tiniest details um, that we don't notice because we've lost this um, sensitivity to small objects. And of course, as I said right at the beginning, toddlers are in, under the age of six children are in the present moment. There is no concept of, um, of time so they won't know that they've spent half an hour looking at an ant. Um, they have no concept of doing anything than what there is in the present moment. They're, it's an embodied experience for them. They use their whole 
um, all of the senses are engaged in these first-hand experiences, which is why first-hand experiences are so important in the first six years of life, which is why um, uh, screens are... Um, hi there. Um, why uh, s screens are not recommended during the first six years of life. Children need first-hand experiences, preferably in nature, so they can make sense of that world through... Um, uh, observing and collecting and sorting, classifying in their own way, um, these small details, that's how it makes, it supports them in making sense of their world a little bit um, later on. Um, Jenny's made a really good point. Jenny is one of our wonderful colleagues from Cape Town. Jenny's made a really point saying, a really good point saying, yeah, this is extremely enriching, enriching for their language. And she's absolutely right. So, <coughs> excuse me, all of the skills that are developing, language is a huge part of this because they are so interested in everything they're seeing in these tiny objects. It's such a great opportunity to name flowers and leaves and different types of shells and um, different types of rocks and all of these type of things. Everything that they pick up, everything that they see is in uh, different feathers from different birds. And we have a lot of um, feathers here on the, in, in the, that fall in the park um, where, we, where we are now. And we love collecting them and um, you know, sticking them in collage and bits, and bits and pieces. But with your toddler who is hungry for language, hungry for the language experience and, and um, new words and naming things, um, you're going to be able to give them a huge uh, extra boost in their, in their vocabulary because all these little things that they pick up, all these little details that they notice, they naturally want to know what the words are, what the vocabulary is with all these things that they're picking up. So thank you, Jenny. That's a really, really good point. It, maybe can I like you? Yeah, I think I can. Um, uh, the language enrichment is a huge part of the toddler age and... This, it just naturally goes with this sensitivity to, to small details, to small objects. Um, I think that's everything for this evening, unless anyone has any other questions. Um, I wanted to finish off this um, series on the Montessori sensitive periods um, with a beautiful quote um, from Gabriel García Márquez, who um, many of you know, um, as a former Montessorian, he is extremely well-known um, South American uh, writer and poet. I remember when I did Spanish A-level all those years ago, we studied quite a few Gabriel García Márquez texts. Um, so he has a special place in my heart from my childhood um, in, uh, in, in Spanish literature. And I didn't realize until I came to Montessori and a couple of years ago when I was writing my website I didn't know that he was a Montessorian, um, and so I put one of his quotes on my website. <coughs> and this, I think, this quote which he, um, which he wrote, this quote from, from him, completely sums up all of the sensitive periods in Montessori and sums up everything that we've been discussing in the past six weeks. I do not believe there is a method better than Montessori for making children sensitive to the beauties of the world and awakening their curiosity regarding the secrets of life. That's by Gabriel García Márquez. Um, that gives me goosebumps and make me, makes me well up a bit when I hear that quote. I'm just going to um, offer it to you once more so you can really feel it in your hearts. 
I do not believe there is a method better than Montessori for making children sensitive to the beauties of the world and awakening their curiosity regarding the secrets of life. I just think that's so gorgeous. So that's everything for our series on the Montessori sensitive periods. We started at the beginning of Ramadan 2022 and we've done a six week series on the Montessori sensitive periods. Um, movement, refinement of the senses, language, order, social aspects of life. And this last session, part six this evening, was um, sensitivity to small objects, sensitivity to small details. And let's just recap what we, um, what he have covered this evening. The sensitivity to small objects um, occurs roughly from the age of one to three. It's normal for children to go back to mouthing things, putting things in their mouth a lot during this period. This is why your toddler, when they go on a walk, will stop and study every ant, will notice the tiniest of details of leaves and rocks and shells. This is why they are focused on the tiny details, the small details in front of them instead of the big picture. They much prefer going on a long, leisurely walk. Well, sorry, it probably won't be a long walk. The, the, the distance will be short, but the time it takes will be long. So what we really want is something that takes a five-minute walk, usually as an adult. Um, if we are able to give our child the space and time um, in this sensitive period to really explore the small objects right there in front of them in the present moment, then we'd be looking at a five-minute walk taking about half an hour, taking about 30 minutes, because they will be needed to stop and look at every single thing. This is also the reason your toddler comes home with pockets full of collections of stones or twigs or <coughs> um, rocks or shells, all the things that they find on their nature walks. So that's really worth bearing in mind as well, is that our, ch our children need to collect, will collect and need to collect in this time. So when you go on a little walk, take a little basket, take a little bag so they can put the things that they collect and put them into the, uh, pick up the things that they that they notice and collect them into a bag. They're going to bring them back home, probably will take them out and have another look at them. And that is um, all part of sorting and classifying in their own way, which will be the found, one of the foundations for mathematics later. Um, children are natural explorers, as we know, we said over and over again. And this and our work is to step into their world, slow down as much as we can, be in the present moment and notice what they are noticing and um, allow their joy and wonder in the world to awaken the joy and wonder in us as well. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. There's so many of you who have joined for this evening and for all six of these. Jenny, thank you so much. Um, I just had another <coughs> comment. I think Jenny was said absolutely in response to the Gabriel García Márquez quote. Um, thank you so much for everyone who's joined for the whole series. As ever, this is going to be here on IGTV, on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and all major podcast channels. Um, what am I working on at the moment? Um, my Montessori Mission book will be out uh, shortly. We are just in the final stages of that, and I will let you know as soon as that happens. We'll do a live around it as soon as it happens. Um, I am... Um, I have one space remaining for a private client. If you are either a school looking to deepen your connection with your staff and build um, a loyal parent community and connect 
to the soul of each child in your um, school, then I can offer you a one-to-one program. Um, I can offer you a program if you are homeschooling co-op, for example, you're setting up a Montessori environment community in your own community, in your family with a couple of friends or neighbours, I can guide you on that. I can guide you one-to-one just on your family and then (coughs) also I can work with your child one-on-one as well if you would like. So there are the ways that I can, that I would love and I would be honoured to work with you and your community, your staff um, or the children um, in which you are serving at the moment. Um, I have my online courses, my meditations. Olivia and Harry listened to the meditation, my meditation, one of my meditations from my website this evening um, as they fell asleep. And Harry falls asleep in about six minutes. Olivia falls asleep on the second round of it. It's a it's a nine-minute meditation. She takes a bit longer to get to sleep. But um, that's available to download in the Enriching Environment shop. So please do continue to send me your questions, your DMs. I love answering all of them. I love hearing from you on your parenting journey. Check out my latest journal prompt, which I put up last weekend. If you are just joining the journaling world and um, diving into the type of um, transformational growth that can come when we really see what we need to heal on our parenting journey and our, our children are our greatest teachers in this in this sense. Um, so always love hearing from you all. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful Tuesday evening and I'll see you next week. We'll be beginning a new Top Tip Tuesday series next week and um, in the meantime send me any questions you have and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me. Bye-bye.